Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another great episode of Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all doing well today and most of all, happy St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Uh, I got part Irish in me. Um, I know a lot of others do too, but even if you're not Irish or any part of that culture, I mean, it's just a great celebration. Um, I really don't drink that much, but always a good excuse to get a little drinking in and celebrate. Um, So wear green, definitely wear some green today. All right, so today being Sports Sunday with being St. Paddy's Day, uh, we got an awesome little bit of a coincidence here that I'm really glad happened. So I texted one of my good buds, Chris, and I was like, hey, text me back with the first sport you think of. This was last night. And very thankful he texts back hurling. And now I've only had a very minimal exposure to hurling. I've actually never played it myself. I've only seen people practicing and never actually seen a full game live at least. Um, so I want to go in today to a little bit of like what what the heck is hurling? Um, you know, it's usually not quite as common in the states over here. But then, um, yeah, really get into what it is, what kind of sports it's similar to, how it's played. Uh, but very fortunate because it does have an Irish background. So it was a re- it's a game that's been around for you know over three thousand years with a old kind of Gaelic uh, background and tradition behind it. And when I look at hurling, it's really a combination from myself looking at it from a sports and comparing it to other movements and other strategies of sports concept it's kind of I compare it to similar to lacrosse and soccer with the style of field and everything but it's also got elements of like a little bit of tennis and everything with the way you're hitting the ball and um, going through like that but I'll explain that in a minute so how the game works is you're on a big field um, think of it almost like a like a soccer field where you've got a goal that's definitely larger than a lacrosse goal but definitely smaller than a soccer goal and you've got 15 players in each side so a lot of sports really don't have that many players you know probably with the exception of American football having a lot more um, but there aren't set plays um, this is one of the probably one of the fastest games as far as how far the ball travels back and forth all the time so anyways we've got um, the game of hurling 15 players on either side big grass field and you've got that goal with the goalie in there and you've also got goal posts kind of like those field goal goal posts like you do for American football but directly above the goal and so how you score is if you get the ball inside the goal with the goalie your team gets three points if you get it through the crossbars then you get one point and there's really not much for stoppage time whatsoever it's really kind of a constantly go 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 just like rugby is in a way very fast paced and how the game's played is you've got a small ball and it's probably you know about the size of a baseball a little bit different texture and everything but then you've got this big wooden stick called a hurl Um, so that's what kind of hurling comes from and it almost looks like a field hockey stick in a way but even a little bit flatter so it's this big wooden stick and you've got this flat part in the end and basically you're you try and carry the ball on the stick dribble the ball on the stick whatever you've got to do but then you can shoot and score from that stick 
and I mean you're just the ball's whipping back and forth all the time so 15 players for the entire for the field for each side and when the ball's hit in the air you're allowed to catch the ball in the air and you're allowed to um you're allowed to hit the ball with your hurl you're allowed to um kick it whatever kind of you need to do to make contact with it and again as far as scoring and everything you can just throw kind of throw that up and hit it with the hurl into the goal or wherever or it, the ball can just be on the ground and you can hit it from there so it's really a live ball all the way along no matter where you go with it and what direction and it's a crazy fun uh really fast competitive sport similar to rugby though and some of these older games they're they really don't wear protective padding um, now they're requiring you to wear like a small plastic helmet, but for this hard ball that's going really, really fast, whipping it through almost like a baseball hitting a baseball bat to a certain extent, it's pretty darn tough. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I would not want to be that goalie. But um, yeah, it, it's a cool, cool sport. And so the hurling stick is usually about two to sometimes three feet long or so. And the key is, is that you're only allowed to touch it with your hands twice when you have possession of it. So the twice, usually the first contact is made when you're catching the ball or something like that for touching your hand. And you can take up to four steps when you have that ball. So you catch the ball, it's in your hand, and you let's say you want to get away from an opponent, you can take up to four kind of quick steps. Uh, then w once you take those four steps, you've got to either balance it or dribble it or pat on the, on the hurl, the flat part of the hurl, the stick. Or you've got to go ahead and pass it off to a teammate or just send it away or shoot, whatever it is. So let's say you catch it, you take two or three steps, and then you're balancing on your hurl, you're running downfield. So this isn't like a lacrosse stick where you've got this like kind of nice cushion, this nice place to cradle it. Um, to keep that ball protected. It's literally laying on top of an almost flat surface, just very slightly curved uh, wooden hurl. And you're running crazy fast at the same time, trying to dribble it and everything. And with 15 players on the field, yeah, you're a little bit spread out in a big field, but there's a lot of people that can get in your way and everything. So it's an amazing combination of you've got to have a lot of fast sprinting speed um, and be ready for quick changes in movement. You've got to have a lot of endurance because there's tons of running throughout the entire game and it's strategy too. But there's a lot of coordination as well. I mean, there's coordination in terms of you've got to keep that ball balanced on the stick. You've got to have the hand-eye coordination to hit it and shoot it well. If you're the goalie or even a defender that tries to get in the way of it, blocking a shot with your hurl too and, and getting up in the way. But I mean, man, these players, they sacrifice their bodies to a certain extent and it's... Let me just say, I wouldn't want to play this sport every single day. It's a it's a tough one out there, um, and it can be uh, definitely brutal for the body, but also such a fun sport, too, to get that. And that's what I like a lot about a lot of these sports, like hurling and rugby, where you get that cardio in at the same time. And it's, a, it's very much a contact sport, so you've got to train for both the strength to be really strong and quick and agile, but you've got to have that long-term endurance, too. And I think that there are a lot of sports that... Um, don't get that as much like for football you at american football you absolutely have to have huge amounts of strength and agility but there's a lot of stoppage time too so while the game is very long it's really like a series of a lot of short sprints and it's a very different style of gameplay i'm just loving how it was a great coincidence being able to you know 
not even kind of knowing what I was going to do, just ask my friend whatever sport he said, I was going to do that. So, again, getting into hurling on St. Paddy's Day, great time, great way to celebrate along the way. And so talking about kind of training for the sport, what do you need? You know, we've mentioned very briefly just now that you need a lot of, you need some good strength, but you need functional strength where you can move back and forth really quickly along the way. You've got a lot of endurance, you can train, you can adapt. Um, so a lot of explosive exercises are really important because in this sport, it's really important to jump um, up to get to grab that ball, to block other, to as a defender or offensive trying to get the ball from a pass trying to do that it's important to have a, huge, a very significant range of motion especially rotation to be able to wind up to take that shot really really fast drop it down uh, then be able to turn um, both in the hips and then the thoracic spine really quickly too um, so having a lot of rotational power and agility in that way is going to be huge for training so doing training things like a bunch of wall ball throws laterally where you've got that strength full rotation can be an excellent way to train for that component of it like any hand-eye coordination sport one of the best ways to train for it is literally to just do it um, and with this being a sport where the ball can literally be anywhere it's not just like basketball where typically the ball is you're catching it from a, either a chest pass or bounce pass or you're putting your hand in there for a steal or it's not even necessarily like soccer where you know the ball is typically a somewhat larger ball it's usually from the chest down towards the feet and most often by the feet sometimes a header here and there I mean this ball for or it's not like baseball where you've got the mitt and you know it's you're catching it or, or you're catching it kind of somewhat near um, chest eye level usually but uh, that or sliding out for it on the rare occasion uh, then passing it anticipated um, to one of your teammates this sport has a ton of variability even more so than a lot of sports do the ball can literally be anywhere it can be you know 40 feet above the air it can or 40 above the air 40 feet above the ground like going across the field you know a goalie can make a save grab the ball and have the and literally throw it across the field so that it goes hitting it hard enough so it goes all the way towards almost the other goal and so the ball can travel even a lot faster than lacrosse can and if any of you have watched lacrosse i mean that's a fast paced moving sport without a doubt so it's pretty cool seeing how fast paced it is and this also requires you know a lot of energy conservation too because if you got 15 players out there they've got to be ready they've got to be set up they've got to be trying to hedge out the opponents and everything but they can't all be going sprinting at once necessarily because you want to be able to have the energy ready for when you truly need it along the way and so there's a lot of strategy to that sport too you obviously need a lot of explosive leg power from this with the jumping ability so working on things to train jumping working on your uh your force your power output from a lot of your leg muscles and doing that not only from kind of a a gathering and jumping position but work on strength explosive training that you work from that bottom up position working on squats or even deadlifts or clean and jerks something like those where you get a lot of force output power where when you're doing that you actually start from that bottom position instead of kind of starting standing up tall neutral posture going down get used to loading from the bottom up and I talked about this in one of my other recent podcasts about you know, one of my good friends, Kelly, Kelly Starrett, who um, is training a lot of his athletes like this, where, you know, train yourself from the point of weakness. We're typically stronger and we can adapt and do well when we're in that top position. 
but can we be really efficient from that bottom position along the way and create that explosive power for ourselves? And so by training athletes in that bottom position, ready to explode and jump up, we've got the power. And so again, the difference between power and strength, strength is just kind of how much can you move? What can you do? What's the force output? And power is a factor of force divided by time. So it's how quick can you do that? What's the power output, meaning how in a given period of time, like in one second or a half a second, how much force can you move? What is the rate of force that you can apply to it? Um, so that becomes extremely important in sports because in sports, we're not often just sitting around saying like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting on the middle of the field and benching a ton of weight. No, it doesn't matter. How much can you kind of give somebody an arm bar? How much can you, how fast can you push off? How fast can you explode with those legs to get a running jump or a block or kind of hit somebody shoulder to shoulder? And another tough thing about hurling too is that, you know, it's it's absolutely a contact sport. We can get that stick in the way a little bit, but then as long as the offensive player has at least one foot on the ground, as long as they're in motion and not jumping in the air, we're able to go ahead and check them from the shoulders. So it's a little bit of a contact sport, kind of like hockey is too. And um, I'd say somewhat, somewhat similar to lacrosse where, um, you know, lacrosse, I'd say comparing hurling to lacrosse, um, hurling is a little bit more physical body to body directly, whereas lacrosse is a little bit more physical kind of stick to body, whereas lacrosse you can check and poke with the lacrosse stick a lot. Um, and you can do a little bit with the body, but with hurling, you can do even more with the body and get checks in there and everything. So balance and coordination is extremely huge. You know, can you, when somebody hits into you, can you anticipate a force? Can you, um, be able to adapt off of that and not be blown over? So a lot of core strength. And when I'm talking about core strength now, I'm really talking about from, kind of right by the sh shoulder blades throughout the entire trunk down through the typical ab core that we talk about all the way down into the hips having kind of that proximal closer to the body strength and stability to to unexpected motions so not just training in the typical like hey i'm rotating side to side like my russian twists or i'm doing my crunches forward up and down in the sagittal plane um, or i'm doing my side bend kettlebell farmer carries in that lateral frontal plane but how can i combine it because sports are and we move in a dynamic three three-dimensional motion so if you only, and again, it's a great starting point to train that way, but if you only train front to back, or you only train side to side, or you only train uh, rotational, guess what's going to happen? You're only going to be able to handle forces in the ways that you train. So the more variability you can add into your training program in terms of what external forces are you placing upon yourself to respond to that demand, that's the better that you're going to be. And that applies to all sports. And that's the concept I think that we should all think about more. And sometimes it doesn't take a lot of science, you know, to figure out, hey, what new exercise should I do? Well, think about what exercise you're doing and add some variability to it. Let's say you're doing um, heavy medicine ball slams where you're bringing it way up overhead, slamming it down, picking up again, doing the same thing. Sweet. Well, what if you go ahead and do that and add a lateral component to it? So instead of going straight up and down, do that while shifting weight over towards that left foot a little bit, slam it down, pick it up to shift to that right foot side to side a little bit through there. 
and then even from again from a stable trunk position try and add a slight rotation of the hips through there to get a little bit different power while still keeping great fundamentals of movement so i think it's really important um, and this is a concept i try and hammer home over and over that it's important to develop resiliency in your variability of movement and you can be really resilient in your movement by adding strength and power to the system, but it's only in the directions that you train within. So being able to train in a lot of different directions. Now, agility work is huge for this sport. I mean, we have an entire big field. It's almost as big as a soccer field. And the ball is hitting back and forth so much. There's a lot of adapting. There's a lot of quick cutting. You're trying to stay away from the defender as an offensive player and pass it to your teammates. So there's a ton of strategy going on in where the ball's going, where you have to be. And as a defender, you've got to anticipate the offensive moves and be able to respond to them and not get faked out. Now, you know, talking about the goalie for hurling is a whole nother position. I mean, if you guys haven't seen this board, just please go, go on YouTube, pull up like a two-minute highlight of hurling and especially from the goalie position and see kind of all the crazy stuff they have to do and I mean think about this a sport that doesn't have protective equipment that players don't wear protective equipment uh, then like okay sure like you know rugby does that like yeah that's tough that's really good or um think of another sport that doesn't do as much you know soccer you don't have protective equipment except for shin guards in soccer um so thinking about that but those are those are much kind of larger balls and everything this is the hurling ball is literally almost like a baseball and so i imagine somebody you know it's crazy scary if you know you're a baseball pitcher and the you pitch it somebody hits the ball and it goes right at you you've got to react really fast to catch that well, in hurling, the balls don't go quite as fast as what they'd hit with a baseball because they're not stationary when they're rotating through and doing that, but it's pretty darn close. So, I mean, you're almost getting pelted with a lacrosse-type ball every time you get in the way as a goalie. Um, and they've got some gloves and everything, but it's, man, it's a rugged, brutal, tough sport. And I can tell you that I wouldn't want to be pelted in the gut um, or just barely south of the gut at, at all, really. Um, now, again, I've been a, a goalie, a keeper for both lacrosse and for soccer before. So I I understand some of the elements of it. But, oh, man, I I can't pretend like what I did is matches that kind of intensity. So I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode, um, getting into hurling, what it is. It's kind of simple origin from the more Gaelic tradition of Irish and Scottish. And a fantastic time to do this for a happy St. Patrick's Day. All right, everybody, remember, it's about movement, movement variability. And once you've got that variability of movement, developing resiliency within that, training yourself to become resilient to all the options of movement out there and those external forces imposed on you, that's going to make you more able, more capable for everything you go after physically in life. And hey, you know me, I'm all about applying this stuff to far more than just the physical nature of it too. If you've got some kind of mental weakness, if you've got an area in your life that is harder for you, think about it the same analogy that way. We've got these three-dimensional plane, these three planes of movement and the three-dimensional place that works within them. If there's a pattern in your life where you have a hard time handling some kind of external imposed force, like let's say mentally, let's say, or socially, emotionally, whatever it might be, 
build up your resilience with that. Get your movement adaptability. The more variability that we have in our lives to a certain extent and that we allow ourselves time to adapt with that, that's where resiliency comes from. Resiliency comes from experience. And so if we can intentionally shape our experiences to craft and create the right amount of resiliency, I mean, we're already ahead of 95% of the people on this earth, if you can do that for yourself and even do that just more than physically. So get after it today. Look up some highlight videos of hurling. Check it out. Let me know what you think. All right, everybody. Happy St. Paddy's Day and simply not easy.